Starting today, the seventh chapter in Igeda Sachuva. To appreciate the seventh chapter, we're going to make a quick recap of the first three and then of the second three to be able to appreciate the subsequent chapters. Firstly, the Alter Rebbe established that you have two levels in Shuva. There is the concept of Shuva that affects atonement from punishment. That is the basic Shuva. Then there is the greater Shuva that not only affects that Hashem will not judge us and punish us for the misdeeds of the past, but Hashem will also feel as close as, and we will be as close to God as we were before. The first tshuva is affected by a person resolving not to repeat a mistake. The second level of tshuva comes with us giving a gift to God after the first level. A gift is a carbon. When there's no carbonis, a gift is a fast day. When we are not allowed to fast, as we explained, then we have to give tzedakah in the place of those fast days. And again, just to make it clear, the Alter Rebbe is not speaking about halachic fast days. The Torah never changes. We're speaking about the fast days that the Arizal writes. Many, many fasts for very relatively for, 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 for sins. The Chulay, all that, if, you're, if, you, if it will diminish your ability to function and therefore to serve Hashem properly, substitute the fast with Tzedakah. Then the Alter Rebbe, in the beginning of the fourth chapter, begins to introduce a deeper understanding of tshuva. And based on what the Zohar writes, that tshuva is a composite of the words tashuv hey. Being that God Almighty's holy name has two hey's, so there are two levels of tshuva. There's tshuva tata and tshuva ilah. Now obviously when we learn Igeras tshuva, this mystical two levels of tshuva certainly are linked to the pshat two levels of tshuva as we'll speak out. What are the two levels of tshuva? The mystical levels of tshuva. So that when a person sins, on one level, they misplace the lower hey of Hashem's name. We'll, see, we'll explain what that means. There is a higher misplacement, misplacing the higher hey, the first hey of Hashem's name. And when a person does tshuva, they return the hey to where it belongs. What does all that mean? So the Alter Rebbe gives two very important introductions. Introduction number one, when we read the Torah, and many people wonder about the severity of punishment for sins. Why is Hashem so gvuradik? Uh, for that infraction, your capital sin, or chayef skila, etc. So it's premised on the appreciation of the value and the power that a Jew has. In other words, if there is something or there's someone that's, being, that's suffering a consequence, that's actually an indication of the greatness of the person. Because indeed, people of a lower stature, their actions are not as significant. And therefore, if they do a misaction, then the, then the consequence is also not so severe. The greater the punishment is actually an indication of the, more, the, the greater of the severity. And the, the severity of a sin has to do with the awesomeness of a yid. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe speaks about God's holy name, Yudke Vavke. And how in creation, the only being that has in them mamish yutke vavke is a Jew, meaning that my Jewish neshama is a chelik elakam imal mamish, and therefore there is we I have yutke vavke inside of me. And bekitzur, it means that I have a full composite of Hashem's holy ten spheres. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe says. Being that a Jew was gifted a piece of God inside of him and of her, 
in the ideal Jewish state, which is when we were living during the times of the first temple, as it will be when the third temple is going to be rebuilt, if a Jew violated a sin for which Hashem writes, for that you get kaddish, that Jew would not live beyond 50. And if a Jew violated a sin for which Yechayiv Misa Bidei Shamayim, that Jew would not live beyond 60. I in Golos, we live longer. That's because the whole concept of Golos is that godliness is concealed. Meaning, not only is the godliness of the world concealed in the world, it also means that my accessibility to my Neshama is diminished. The, the my Neshama is concealed from me. Which means to begin with, we are taking our vitality not only directly from the neshama. So even if I did something which cuts me off from my neshama, being that to begin with, I'm already getting my sustenance from klipan sitra achra. So a person can violate kares or misibedei shamayim and still live. But that's an indication of our lowly state, which parenthetically brings about a phenomenal concept. That the Al-Tarebbe therefore is saying that during Golos, we have a greater ability to do tshuva versus as it was in the times of the first temple that there was a diminished ability to do tshuva. And indeed, we're learning now Kachim. All of the Karbanois, which is the conclusion of the tshuva, we know Kachim come for a shaygig. If a person violated the mezid, hardly you would have a carbon for that. Bizman HaGolos, even for sins, bemazed, we get full atonement. So that's, by the way, that's like the upside of ghosts and the parentheses. But coming back to Alter Rebbe is speaking about the fact that there is, I have a piece of God in me, and therefore, coming back to this tshuva subject, whenever I do something, when I'm doing an action, or even saying words, or even thinking thoughts, I am investing a piece of myself in that which I am doing. Mamish, you know, the, the, the Rebbe Maharash would look, at a, would look at a piece of furniture. He himself was a trained builder. He needed to build stuff because he had a physical ailment for which he needed to do exercises to move around the periphery of his body. If he would not do certain exercises with his hands and with his toes, he would have them amputated. Therefore, the Rebbe Maharash became a cipher and he learned how to write with both hands. We actually have some of the Megillas that he wrote now in the Rebbe's library, on display. But the Rebbe Maharaj, being that he himself, he made the Rebbe in his room, has a table that the Rebbe Maharaj built. Whoever goes into the Rebbe's room will notice that when you face Mizrach, to the left, then to the Rebbe's table, there is a round table that's covered. That table was built by the Rebbe Maharaj. So he said that whenever he looks at a piece of furniture, he can tell you the Tchona Sanefesh of the builder. He can tell you all about the builder, what type of person he or she was. Why is that? Because you invest, I invest myself in that which I do. If I am, God forbid, choosing to do something that's sinful, then I am investing me in that. Who is the me? Yudkei Vavkei. The godliness in me becomes bound and invested in the things that I did, spoke, or thought. And that's the meaning of the, dis, the displacement of the lower hay. The lower hay, the letter hay is a three-dimensional letter, even though to us all letters look two-dimensional. But know that letter hay, if you know how to look at the hay, the, the third leg is not a letter which takes up width or length. 
not like the Yud that represents the letter that takes up no width or length, but the Yud of the He represents the third dimension of depth. That's the way I got to see it. And so He, which is a manifestation of the power of thought, speech, and action, when a person does something against the will of God, I'm investing myself in unholiness, myself including the godliness in me, and therefore the king, God, is like a king that's in chains. He's being humiliated because you're slapping God with you in the sin. That's the misplacement of the lower hate. And then when a person does tshuva, as we'll explain in a moment, the, the benefit of tshuva, forget about me, me yet punished, me not punished, it's not about me. Then the godliness that was invested in sin becomes redeemed. So when we're speaking about redeeming a captive, the ultimate redemption, and this goes into the redemption of Mashiach, is that the Shekhinah that was put into Golas through our misbehaviors becomes redeemed and it returns to its place. That is the lower hay. What is the higher hay? The higher hay that represents Bina, and the way the Al-Tareb explains the meaning of Bina in this context is that aside of my activities doing or not doing good or God forbid bad, there is my capacity of properly grasping godliness and my capacity of feeling a connection with God. And if not for sin, because of the fact that a Jew has an ashama, naturally, we would all understand godliness. We don't even know how to describe godliness, but we would understand it. Which would also therefore mean that when we learn Taita, we would grasp Taita. It all makes sense. Because really, Taita is, is, the, is the holder of Kedusha. We would understand it, and we would all naturally feel the love and the fear. Or we would, we would feel godliness, we would feel connected. Golos also means is that it's difficult for a Jew today to understand godliness. I mean, the fact that we struggle to understand Torah means that the, our Chabad is disconnected from the Chabad of the, the Emes. And the fact that not every Jew all the time feels godliness, we can do a mitzvah uninspired, that's because the higher hay is disconnected from my consciousness. Because it's invested in the wrong places. So the higher level of tshuva would mean that after I achieve the higher level of tshuva and I return the hate, the higher hate to its place, I will understand and experience godliness. That's the higher hate. Now let's go back to what we said before. Now you see how these two latter explanations of tshuva tata and tshuva ilah is really connected to the Alter Rebbe's first three chapters explanation of the lower tshuva and the higher tshuva. Now it's the concept of not getting punished is very much connected to taking away our investment that we didn't sin through machshava dibaromaisa. It's a more external tshuva. And therefore, more externally, I won't get punished. Why will I get punished? The, the godliness that I invested in sin was redeemed, so I'm not going to get punished. But my spiritual state, I still don't feel love to God. That means I'm not being punished, but I don't feel close to God. Mamish. The higher tshuva, which is the carbon, which brings about the loving connection, that it goes back to the way it was. That's mamish, the concept and desire of tshuva ilah, where our abina gets replaced, and therefore we understand and we experience godliness. And now from Patek Zion until the end, the Altarebbe explains how we achieve the tshuva tata and how we achieve the tshuva ilah. And, and, and it's mamash kavaldik. It's, it's an organized 
a, a treaty. And the Alter Rebbe says like this, that when I invest my lower hay in sinful activity, there is a consequence that I can measure. How do you measure that? Does a person feel not good when they do a sin? The level of sensitivity towards an act of sin has to do with how connected or disconnected is the lower hay. If a person repetitively does something that they should not do, they lose their spiritual sensitivity connected to the action of a sin or to words of sin or to thoughts of sin. And we all have that experience. When we are younger, all of us are created like Adam and Chava before the sin. We're naive and therefore we're pure and we're connected to our neshama even in Golos and certainly Bizman when Mashiach is coming. Which is why that when we are young and we do something against the will of God, we right away feel not good. I soiled myself. And this is broken down into details as well. That means you can have a person that in certain areas of Yiddishkeit, God forbid, we lost our sensitivity. But if a person never murdered, I'm certain when they do that the first time, I don't know how they live through that. They can't, they feel like, oi gewalt. And if God forbid, God forbid a person habitually repeats a sin a few times, like Halacha says, after the third time, it feels like you're doing something permitted, not so like a hetter, because we lose our sensitivity. Now, I, I know that there's a certain amount of excess guilt that's unhealthy, but the right dose of guilt is the best thing in the world. Guilt, healthy guilt, is like physically the nervous system, that if someone steps on my toe, it hurts, that's a good thing, because if it wouldn't hurt, then I wouldn't protect my feet. When you stick your hand into fire, you feel pain, that's a good thing. If a person loses their, their pain, then they're in big trouble. Saint Mamish, the same thing is with the busha that the Torah speaks about, the guilt or the shame. The right amount of it is dafke because we're sensitive. And when a person sins once, twice, thrice, they lose that sensitivity. And that's mamish, the displacement of the hay, it's connected. If I displace godliness into klipa, that means that I lose my soul's connect, hey, connection to the higher three letters. And therefore, I'm going to lose my sensitivity. And if a person does tshuva, they will become resensitized. Which is a very beautiful concept. That we believe that you can gain your innocence back. Mamish. Mamish. The lower tshuva, the Alter Rebbe says in today's chitas, the process to become resensitized is a painful process. It has to do, as we begin learning today, with the person feeling... First, a lot of rachmanas on the lowliness of themselves. And there's a certain amount of self-spiritual breaking that one needs to do. You have to be mavatal yourself. Because it's the realization of the gravity of the disconnect that we chose to do. That, all that, Al-Tarebbe says, brings a Jew back to becoming resensitized. The hay comes back. And from then on, if a person does something wrong, they'll right away feel bad about it. Which is a good thing. In the right level. However, once a person achieves the lower tshuva, which is the first step, and that has to be the first step, what's the next madrega that everyone is dying for over here? We want to feel God. We want to have a spiritual experience. We want to be excited about Yiddishkeit. The reason why we don't feel excited, in the words of the Zoyed, is because our higher hay is displaced. How do you get that back? Al-Tarebbe says, tshuva ilah is dafke connected to joy. It's not through a process of 
of self-abnegation and feeling bad, b'chlal not. And the joy is connected specifically with learning Torah. That the remedy to get back the ability to experience godliness is by learning Torah. So if a Jew says, I don't, I don't feel it. One path is, listen, there's different paths for different people, but as a rule, you, don't, you want to feel Yiddishkeit, you want to be excited about God, learn more Torah. And the more Torah we learn, being that God is invested in the Torah, you know, sometimes people don't, don't get something because they don't know it. When you know it, then it's shaykh for you to have a connection with it. If you don't even know it, what are you connected to? Now, God, we don't know. We can't. God is unknowable. But since God put his essence in the Torah, so the best way we get to know God is by knowing his Torah. So therefore, tshuva is connected with learning Torah. And God willing, a lot more to be continued next week.